and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I am your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 98. So close to 100, that sounds crazy. Anyway, today I'm going to share with you an interview, or a session, I guess. Um, Caleb Turner, um, he has been on the podcast, what, like two weeks ago, and explained and talked about the art of palmistry. I ended up getting a full reading from him, and we did a Zoom uh, meeting in our WW Coven, and he gave me the full rundown (laughs) on my hands and what it all means. It was so, so much fun. Before I forget, um, this so this was done two weeks ago, and since then he has finalized his classes for palmistry, and I want to give you the information now and then at the end, in case you don't make it till the end, for some unseen reason. <laughs> okay. All right, so classes. Um, so the first class is Sunday, the 6th of December, and that's going to cover the history of palmistry, flexibility, color and consistency in the hands and fingernails. Class two is shapes or hand shapes, including the three worlds, four elements, and seven archetypes. Class three is the planets in the hand, uh, the mounts, and relationship to astrology. Class four is the lifeline, health line. Class five is the headline, heartline, and lines of affection. Class six is Saturn and um, Apollo lines. So class seven is minor lines and signs in the hand. All classes except first will be an exa- will, will include example pictures sent by email. So each class is ten pounds. Uh, weekly payment options are available, and then so that all of the classes are going to be on Sundays. Um, like I said, the first one is the sixth of December. Second one is the thirteenth of December. Class three is the twentieth of December. Class four is the twenty seventh of December. Class five is the third of January. Class six is the tenth of January. January, and class seven is the seventh. 17th of January. So um, you're going to need to contact Kalem uh, directly. Go to uh, Instagram and go fortunes by Kalem uh, or you can get him on um, Facebook as well but message him. I will have all of the contact information in the show notes as well as posted in our uh, uh, podcast groups. So anyway without further ado let's get to my palm reading nails are pretty healthy I mean you're fairly young so they should be there's no major white spots there those are more like concerns or deficiencies in the personality Um, and I don't really see any fluting or ridging either so it's always a good sign but keep an eye out for that because your nails are growing constantly they're always giving you feedback about your nervous system they're an extension of it Uh, so pay attention to it Uh, the other thing to consider is color in the hands what color is the hand? Is it uh, Does it have some nice pink like yours does? Is it yellow? Is it white? Is it blue? Uh, obviously pink is the kind of natural and healthy color and that's what we see with you. Okay. Uh, that obviously alerts to decent blood flow. <laughs> uh, but it's also said to represent a kind of warm temperament, you know, warm hands, warm heart, that kind of old expression. Um, but the reason we were looking at your natal chart uh, and also your hand is because I pretty much always find similarities between the natal chart and the hand. Uh, When we're talking about natal charts, we're kind of going beyond the star sign, but you're a really good example uh, just because your chart really shows up heavily in your hand. Uh, So you are a Gemini. Yes. Also Gemini rising. Your Mercury sign is also in Gemini and so it's exalted. Uh, So that's a lot of Gemini, that's a lot of mercurial energy. And where we see the planet Mercury in the hand is the pinky finger. 
Uh, just looking at yours, I mean, from the pictures you sent me, it does kind of jut out from the rest of the rest of the fingers quite a lot. Yeah. And you also have like that slight curve or bend in it. I noticed that a lot with Gemini people, especially. Um, there's kind of an old palmistic saying about that, that um, it's a mark of dishonesty. It's like crooked communication. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't say that it's true for you. I mean, sometimes it can. Uh, and this is, again, like a stereotype about Gemini. It's really cleverness. Uh, it's a mind like a fox, you know, it's it's kind of like a superpower and you can use that for great communication or you can use it for kind of dishonesty and manipulation, if you like. Uh, but there's several reasons why this would be your main mount in the hand. We call it mount when we're talking about the different areas of, of the palm that, that represent the planets. Uh, firstly, it's the bend in the finger. Uh, secondly, it would be it kind of jutting out from the rest, but I think if you also, I'm just looking from the pictures here, I think you also have little lines under your uh, mercury finger, really small vertical lines. I mean, they're pretty light, you might not be able to see it on camera, um, but those are kind of like lines that are pulling down energy from the fingers, so bringing in a lot of mercurial energy. Okay. So mercury rules both Virgo and Gemini. And you do see a little bit of Virgo in your chart as well. I think you have Virgo and Saturn, Saturn and Virgo rather. Uh, mercurial qualities that kind of go in astrology, but also in palmistry. It's big themes of communication, uh, especially for Gemini. You know, it's someone who loves to talk, loves to socialize, but also loves to think. I mean, kind of areas that you might find success in uh, or traits that you might have are communication, mm -hmm. writing, technology, uh, healing, medicine, business, these would all be, and they might not all apply, but these would be like your key areas that make up your personality. So before I moved back here to Nebraska, I was actually in the tech industry. So I'm by oh, trade wow. a nerd. Um, I'm a computer nerd. So I worked for the yeah. government, did research and development for satellites. So yeah. That's awesome. So I guess technology is a big one for you. Mm -hmm. um, there are some other things in the hand when we get to the lines that I'm going to talk about a little bit more qualities. But if we actually look at your mercury finger, because the finger comes in three phalange, we've got the top phalange, the middle phalange and the bottom phalange. Top phalange is mental, uh, middle is practical and bottom is sensual. If we're looking at your uh, pinky finger, your mercury finger, I think it's more the mental realm that is uh, prominent, it's longer. The top phalange is longest there. And so it would be mental qualities of mercury that you bring forward. So that is things like communication, technology, writing. Uh, the middle one's more like sciences and medicine and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, bottom one's more business and money. Uh, the other secondary mount, because we do see more than one planet in the hand usually, mm -hmm. uh, secondary for you is Venus. And it's this, it's the only one that does it well, it's, Two of them don't really have a finger. It's this big ball muscle that moves the thumb, this kind of area here. And you've got a good space for that, probably because you have both uh, your Venus in Taurus and Mars in Taurus. And Venus being ruled by Taurus, it's then exalted. Um, when I was looking at your chart, I was really trying to, I was struggling with defining the element in your hand. I was saying, is it air or is it earth? But it's because it's kind of mixed. Mm -hmm. uh, earth hands have that more square palm with short fingers and uh, air hands more, have more the square palm with longer fingers. Um, so there's a total mix for you in that sense between the earth and the air that goes in your hand and in your chart. It's a good thing. Um, but Venus is a really healthy one to have as well. I mean, Venus is just like a love for life. <laughs> uh, a love for love, a love for food, a love for music, beauty, 
all the sensual stuff. Yes. Big yes. sensual vibes. Yep. Um, there is also an aspect to planets in the hand that I don't think is done as much with astrology, but we do in palmistry. Uh, I always call it like the well-being aspect because we're not doctors here. <laughs> right. We're not diagnosing illness, mm -hmm. but certainly we do notice traits with people who are mercurial or Venusian uh, mm -hmm. in terms of parts of the body that are maybe not okay, okay. Uh, later on in life. With Mercury, Mercury is our smallest and fastest moving planet. So it tends to make for small, <laughs> fast moving, mm -hmm. complex individuals just because it rules so many different things. In terms of the body and palmistry, it rules the digestive tract. Mm -hmm. uh, so digestive issues can be an issue later on in life. Uh, also the nervous system can be an issue with uh, Mercury because Mercurials are the nervous type. They've got so much nervous mm -hmm. energy going on. Uh, and I think that's pretty true for all the air signs as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, the I other thing to consider... have lupus. Oh, really? So I have digestive problems because of it. And I also have nerve pain, you know, yeah. flare ups and things. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a basket case. I talk about it on the podcast, but I also have like panic attacks. So I'm on medicine for that and for depression as well. So that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're actually, there is actually something in your lifeline and healthline that might be interesting towards that. Um, and again, as a palm reader, you should never diagnose. Whenever, uh, whenever I'm saying something's going on in the palm, it's just advice to take care of that part of the body. It's not a diagnosis that something is necessarily going to go wrong. Um, but certainly with each archetype or each planet in the hand, there is usually traits there. Uh, and I know I said too often, you know, not to say anything. The good thing is Venus is usually quite healthy and that is your second mount. Uh, the only problem they usually have is overindulgence <laughs> uh, just because they love that sensual realm. And again, it's usually going to go towards food, but it's anything that's sensual. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Venus, uh, alcohol is sensual. Mm -hmm. Smoking is kind of sensual to some degree. So it's, it's as long as you're getting sensual and in the right way, you know, massage, aromatherapy rather than like deep fried chicken and cigarettes <laughs> and all that kind of stuff um but again that's your secondary amount really it would be the mercurial uh properties that you'd be looking at first okay. in terms of the lines and i do like to start with the lifeline uh just because people tense up when i say lifeline <laughs> so is this the big one that comes up like this it's the it's the one that actually curves around the mount of venus okay so this so one. it kind of comes from around from the thumb and it moves around the palm it's the only really semi-circular line in the hand yeah. uh and it, it is the physical realm i guess you could say it's the bottom part of the hand so it's the sensual realm uh the lifeline is not usually about your life length it's a big misconception i mean it can be sometimes it can be uh but most of the time it's going to be your quality of life and your physical energy levels okay now if we look at yours um it's probably i don't want to say your weakest line but it's not the deepest by any means in the hand no. uh, it's a little bit thin and fragile in that sense and so in terms of interpreting that we would think of your constitution as somewhat fragile uh physical energy levels aren't going to be very prominent in that sense they're not you know you might struggle with fatigue and tiredness and all that kind of stuff that's part of the good thing about the yeah the good thing about the lifeline is you can change it <laughs> um it responds well to diet you know eating well whole foods all that kind of stuff uh, but it is in the venus realm so anything sensual that speaks to you if it's massage great um 
you know, if it's swimming or aromatherapy, anything that, that really puts you in touch with your body is great for the lifeline. Also breath work oh, yeah. is amazing. Okay. Now, there is an island on your uh, lifeline. Islands are where the line kind of splits into two and it makes, it's probably a bad analogy, but it makes like a little bubble shape. Yeah, if you can, I don't know if you'll be able to see right that. Um, I'm not sure if you're looking at the right line. So it's okay. the one that kind of curves around. It starts oh, here. Oh, I see it, it now. Curves, it curves round here. There's like a yeah. little bubble right there. Yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. And what you'll notice is the line is pretty deep before that, but it gets fainter after that. Mm -hmm. Now this island kind of comes in in your 30s, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, and islands are usually difficulties. Again, on the lifeline, that's gonna be physical difficulties, difficulties with your energy levels. Um, a traditional meaning for it would be uh, illness or some kind of condition. Um, again, we're not diagnosing that. We're just, we're just going theorizing mm -hmm. here. Um, but certainly that's something that should be looked at because after the island, we do see the, the line getting noticeably lighter. And so energy becomes a little bit more uh, difficult to retain in that sense. The line isn't broken. And that's an important thing to say. It's not broken. It doesn't end there. Mm -hmm. It does keep going until the end of the hand. Um, but that is something to consider. Okay. The other line that really relates to the lifeline is the health line. And this is kind of hard for people to see. I notice that most people don't even notice they have a health line. They're like, where's that in my hand? Uh, but it's, it's pretty there for you because it's also called the line of mercury. And it comes from the direction of the mercury finger. It's gonna be diagonal. And it usually points to an area or an edge on the lifeline. Yeah, you can see it, yeah. <laughs> um, if it touches the lifeline, it is said that the, the year that it touches, something's gonna manifest in the body uh, that maybe we need to be taken care of. Now, just looking at yours, I don't actually see it touching, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, which is a pretty good thing. It does point down towards the end of the line, you know, so if there was going to be any issues, maybe the line would grow there uh, more towards your retirement kind of age. Okay. Um, and the condition of the line isn't in tatters or anything, you know, the, the main issue that we see there is the uh, island on the lifeline. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting a question. Somebody says, what if the bubble, like my bubble, what if it would end there? If the lifeline would end after the bubble. So physical energy would be pretty gone in that sense. It, okay. it does not necessarily mean that life ends, but it does mean that the life force energy is completely depleted, which okay. of course it could mean, you know, that someone is passing. It could. A what? lot of the time it's not going to. Okay. Uh, what I also notice uh, with people who have quite a short lifeline, if we want to call it that, is they're just very ungrounded and they're not in touch with their body anymore. Okay. When the line disappears, there's a lack of awareness around the body or there is uh, like a total depletion of physical energy. Okay. And again, on the rare occasion, that could mean death. For most people, it's not going to mean death. Okay. Uh, and we want to be careful around that. You know, even, even if you kind of get that feeling, you want to be kind of sensitive with people. Mm -hmm. um, Attached to the lifeline, we also see the headline. Now this one is kind of like in the middle of the palm and it's attached to the lifeline right at the beginning and kind of comes, yeah, yeah. So it's this one that kind of curves down a little bit. And the headline itself represents the mentality. Uh, it's your head, you know? So it's things like your intelligence, your style of thinking, but also your mental health to some degree. Okay. Um, and just with yours, again, I would say this is probably a stronger energy. You probably have more mental energy than physical. Yes. Uh, and this is something that we see a trait of Gemini as well, because they're a very 
Uh, Gemini rules the third house, which is literally your mentality and your communication skills. So there's a lot of mental energy there. I wouldn't say that the, the headline is too long on you. I would say it's actually probably more on the shorter side. Mm -hmm. And so we see that as like kind of like quick thinking. Uh, thinking isn't drawn out. It's more like quick answers, quick communication, quick intuition, if you, if you want to call it that. Um, and the line separates from the lifeline pretty early. Separates around the age that you start to be a little bit more independent. Now, for you, that's that's like six. That's like age six. <laughs> um, that's like childhood. Uh, so that's very kind of early. And we also see a little bit of islanding around that time. Mm -hmm. um, again, this is kind of where the lifeline and the headline are still together. Uh, so this can be difficulties in life that's kind of caused mental stress around that age. I mean, it's a pretty pretty young age to have it. Yeah. Um, but we do notice it with people who have difficulties in their childhood you know and I did um, about that age is when uh we we had a very weird household uh uh tension wise but I also at around six I remember telling my parents or my mom that I was seeing I used to talk to little red dots in my closet like orbs when I was little oh. and about that time I was telling her about my friends that I would talk to and I remember getting really really she got really really angry told me not to tell anybody else and then I remember telling my sister later and I got in trouble for that. And I just became very, very, the, the whole thing where the independent thing, that's crazy because my mom always would want like, let me hold you. And I'd be like, don't, um, I was very, very independent. <laughs> I didn't want any of that. I just wanted to go, I ended up locking my, I just talked to Becca about this yesterday, but I, I would actually go in my closet because I wasn't allowed to talk to them. So at night mm -hmm. I would go into the closet. I was a weird child. I would turn off the light and then talk to my orbs so that I wouldn't get in trouble. But I remember uh, about that time I started getting treated a little bit different because of, you know, they thought I was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, you are you are the Gemini stereotype, and I mean the stereotype is the Gemini's a bit crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm not shitting on Gemini's. I mean, I've I've got a Gemini moon. I'm a stellium third house, or like I'm heavily Gemini. You know, yeah. we're just a little bit different. It's we're weird, and I don't, I'm okay with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, in the headline, I mean, it's actually a pretty good headline. It's not broken. I don't think you're going to lose your shit. You should be able to keep your marbles for most of your life. I wouldn't promise you, but I would think so. Uh, <laughs> The other kind of famous one to consider, and I mean, you've got a couple of other lines that we'll talk about, mm -hmm. um, but the heart line, which is kind of the, the top most horizontal line. So it, it actually starts from this part of the hand and it usually comes oh, to yeah. about the middle yeah. finger or, or even the index finger. Mine, yeah. um, heart line kind of has two meanings. I mean, like the head, I mean, the head can occasionally be the physical head. Usually it's going to be your mentality. Mm -hmm. uh, the heart line can sometimes be the physical heart but it's usually just the emotional heart or the romantic kind of part of our being. Um, with yours, it really ends under the finger of Saturn, the, the middle finger. Yeah. And Saturn being such a physical planet, this would be someone who's very physical in their, uh, in their love giving, you know, not just in relationships, but also mm -hmm. just with anyone they care about or they keep in their heart. It's definitely the sign of a hugger. <laughs> um, but also in terms of romantic relationships, the physical aspect is usually pretty important. Yeah. Um, and the feeling of security as well, because Saturn uh, is, a, is a big planet of security. Mm -hmm. um, I'm struggling to see a lot of the heart line. Um, it does not look overly emotional, I wouldn't think. I mean, normally when it comes to women or very sensitive people, it kind of looks like a river and it's overspilling, but yours is a little bit more contained. 
um, which again, Gemini, that's <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, a big thing. I do notice a small island on the heart line under the finger of uh, Apollo, which is the ring finger or the marriage finger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, a traditional meaning for that would be either difficulties in the heart, physical heart or emotional heart at that age. Mm -hmm. um, however, under the Apollo finger, Apollo represents the heart, but also the eyes. And I just see this on a lot of people with glasses, a lot, a lot of people. Yeah. Huh. Um, listening right now and they've got it and they're wearing glasses, you'll know. Um, so I, I don't always interpret that as heartbreak. I do see it as sometimes issues with the eyes, but just How in terms you... of age there. Hmm? What's the age? That's what I was just going to ask. I mean, it's definitely later on. I would say it's like closer to 50, yeah. uh, if anything else. And it is possible that you will have a difficult emotional time then as well. Right. Uh, we, do, we do tend to think in the spiritual community of emotions being carried in the heart oh, yeah. uh, or the heart kind of chakra area. Yep. Um, the other one to consider in this area, and it's found on the side of the hand. I mean, it's kind of just directly below the mercury finger, pinky finger, oh, and right. the heart line. Uh, and a lot of people will call these marriage lines, especially in India. Uh, they love to call it marriage lines and they take it very seriously. Uh, you know, if you've got two marriage lines, you'll definitely be married twice. In modern Western palmistry, we tend to take them a little bit less seriously. Okay. Lines are quite small and so they don't give as much information as the big ones. Uh, and I, I, I think they do kind of work on some level. It's not always just as clear as counting the lines and counting how many serious relationships you will have but sometimes it is um i mean for you we see one <laughs> uh it's definitely possible that you would have more than one relationship but in terms of traditional palmistry it would say one kind of deep-seated uh romantic love life partner true love whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. um, in terms of age and i find this to be the hardest part with this one because we're not on a finger system anymore um, it kind of looks like it would cement after the age of 30, um, but it can very well come in before then anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of people being bound by it, you know? <laughs> so I met my husband around that age. Oh, I, nice. Yeah. I was about 30. I've actually had two marriages. The first one didn't last very long, um, but uh, I met my husband around the age 30. Um, yeah. So, that makes sense. so in terms of the first marriage, I mean, I always say that these lines kind of show up when the relationship is cemented into something deep. It's kind of like if you have a deep and long line, it's a deep and long relationship. Yeah. Uh, if you're saying the first marriage didn't really last long, then it's no. you're not gonna find a deep and long line there. Um, and another more modern interpretation of these lines would be actually about your needs in a relationship. Hmm. Uh, if we go with the chirology element system, the earth, air, fire, water, I think yours is kind of found between water and fire. So it would be looking for romance in a relationship, but also, uh, fire, which is like passion and shared experience. Yeah. Um, it's kind of right between those two levels. So it's a good one to have. You've got it in both hands, which means, you know, you have the capacity and so does the other person for that love. Um, You're right-handed, aren't you? Mm -hmm. I can this use, so I'm right-handed, but I'm also a musician. So I, I can use both hands for a lot of things. Yeah. I can even, this is weird. I can, I can write my name with my foot. Like I'm very dexterous with my fingers. Freaky, very freaky. It's weird. Um, interesting that you're a musician as well because your secondary mount, Venus, which rules music, we call the Mount of Melody. Oh. So yeah, you're really just living up to the stereotype of I, all your palmistry I, and astrology is wonderful. 
Yeah, that's how I met my husband. I was in a band with him. So we were a cliche in ourselves. I, I married the bass player. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to say was, uh, people always ask, which hand do you read? Do you absolutely read both? The dominant hand or the writing hand is more about, uh, and there's different interpretations. This is what I think. Mm -hmm. uh, the writing hand or the dominant hand is more about how other people see you and your place in the world. The hand that you don't write with, which is usually going to be the left hand for most people, mm -hmm. uh, you can just reverse it if you're a lefty. Uh, the left hand for most people would be your kind of internal being. So how you are on the inside, your subconscious. Okay. Something that I really noticed about your hands is they're pretty identical. Yeah. You know, mine's, mine's are really different. Uh, in each palm, the lines are very different. But yours match probably almost identically. Mm -hmm. uh, so we would say that you're kind of living your authentic self. What you see is what you get you know, the exterior matches the interior. Um, and that must be a great thing. That must be <laughs> Very liberating. <laughs> yeah. uh, the other line, and I don't think you have a lot of other lines, but the other line that we do see in the hand is the Saturn line. Mm -hmm. This is the only line, well, there's a couple, but the only line in your hand that really comes from the bottom of the palm and it runs upwards towards the middle finger, okay. uh, which is ruled by Saturn, yeah. Uh, and that's a pretty prominent one on you. They sometimes call it the line of fate, the line of destiny. It's sometimes got that whimsical title. Uh, I actually seeing it being more about career than anything else. It represents vocation, career, security. Um, and again, just how fated you feel in terms of your career. If you don't have that line, it doesn't mean you won't have a career. It just means that you're not fated to a particular career. I notice people who have the line tend to work a job that they it's not about the money it's about a vocation and a purpose yes. uh, people who lack that line they just they just want to make money they just want a job <laughs> uh, and there's nothing wrong with that no. but your line comes very strongly out the center of the hand yeah. uh, and I would say a minority of people have that hmm. when it comes out of the center of the hand it shows independence again in the career yeah. uh, that's going to manifest in different ways I see it on most people who are self-employed because it's well suited yeah. uh you know it's kind of like choosing what you're interested in and then making it your own uh independence can mean other things though it might just be you chose your career independently free of influence right. uh it can also sometimes mean that you're kind of in charge mm -hmm. usually in charge of yourself if, if it's self-employed but i also see that on the hands of uh managers and people in in positions of authority oh, cool. um cool. now with you the line tends to get thinner as you get older Mm -hmm. This might mean, uh, just in terms of directionality in life, that as you get older, you're going to have to rely on yourself a little bit more, and there isn't going to be as much designated direction. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you might find that in childhood and teenagers and 20s that there was a lot of signs for where you should be going, and that the universe was, or Saturn, I should say, was giving you lessons. Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to less as you get older which can be a good thing because Saturn can be harsh <laughs> uh, in terms of teaching you lessons. When we get to the heart line, when the Saturn line meets your heart line, it almost kind of fades out a little bit uh, and disappears. Now, a possible interpretation from this is retirement around middle age. Uh, that's possible. Another one could be a loss of security. I don't think that's possible just because especially in your, I'm not sure which hand it was, in your left hand, we also see a line of Apollo, which runs next to it. Apollo is the marriage or the ring finger. 
And the line underneath it is usually called a line of success or a line of meditation. It's also a line of um, artistic temperament. We do see it on the hands of painters, actors, musicians, performers. Uh, so there should be a talent in that realm. But it also gets deep around the same time that your Saturn line disappears. Uh, so we could think of this as your success and your reputation has cemented at that age. So you're maybe not needing to work as much. Uh, or you're maybe being, you're maybe able to pursue creative uh, ideas a little bit more than just working for the money. Um, so that's great. Congrats on your success line. Yeah. <laughs> um, not a lot of other lines in your hand. You are wearing a lot of rings for one person. I know. <laughs> Pretty much. I think you've got every finger there bar uh, the index. These ones I will use. Um, I tend to use these fingers. I have rings specific for ritual that I use on my index fingers. So every day it's just these and then rituals have special rings. Yeah, and I mean it is a special finger in terms of spirituality because it's the God finger. It's the Jupiter finger and Jupiter does rule spirituality. Mm -hmm. um, if anyone's mm -hmm. ever seen that, I think it's like a Michelangelo painting where God and Adam yeah. are kind of connecting through those fingers. Um, so it's a great finger for uh, psychic uh, rituals and uh, kind of directing energy with it. Mm -hmm. I guess that's why it's the pointing finger as well. In terms of the rest of them, because I noticed you've got a big chunky ring on your middle finger, the Saturn finger. Both of them, yeah. uh, I do remind people that Saturn, you know, as a planet, it already has a ring on it. Uh, you don't always need to wear one because Saturn is an intense enough energy as it is. And it's been a very Saturnian year. Yeah. Um, Wear it when you're working because okay. it rules that career line. Okay. Wear it when you're working, and but it does do this to the body. It kind of tenses people up. So it's good for getting hard work done. It's not great for relaxing. Okay. Uh, the best one would be the, the Apollo finger or the ring finger, marriage finger. This is why it's the marriage finger because it symbolizes success, creativity, mm -hmm. love, romance, happiness. Uh, and again, we would wear a gold band there to symbolize the sun. Uh, that's well, where that will go. I've got, this is a Hessenite garnet that I wear. It's flashy. It's flashy, yeah. so it works. Just think the sun, Leo, it loves yeah. flashy stones, and gold is just the most regal one, you know? Gotcha. Uh, I wear a citrine there sometimes, you know? I think that mm -hmm. works really well. Uh, Mercury is a bit more complex. You could, the pinky finger, uh, you could go with Mercury stones if you want, but Mercury rules so many different things. I would say just go with a stone that resonates with the kind of area that you're looking into, whether it be communication or business or healing, you know, whatever that might be. Screen uh, The thumb, uh, ruled by Mars. Mm -hmm. I always think that heavy, heavy rings work best there, something like iron or hematite. This is uh, <laughs> Yeah, just because I, I think it works really well with that kind of heavy, grounded, commanding energy. Again, Mars was like the god of war. Uh, also red crystals, because Mars is the red planet and it, it kind of vibes with that a little bit, you know? Um, but just be intuitive. I mean, I'm not wearing any rings today. Uh, I don't wear them every day. I like to make them kind of like as an intention not just for energy coming through the hands, but also as an acupressure point. Hmm. Uh, because there's so many nerves in your hands connected to your brain, I do think that you are triggering different parts of your personality uh, and your brain when you're wearing rings. I don't wear them like on my days off. Uh, I have yeah. to 
because I work from home to me, I have to like dress as if I'm going to like somewhere else. And to me, that's my rings. So I have yeah. to put on all my rings and then I've got my work brain on and that's when I do stuff. But otherwise I don't, I only wear this one usually um, during the day without working. <laughs> yeah. I, I wear them when I'm going out as well. I always put a big gothic ring on my Saturn finger because, you know, I'm into that kind of dark uh, vibe. Uh, but, you know, whatever whatever you want it to be, if it's spirituality and confidence, it's Jupiter. Um, Saturn, again, is more for working and all that kind of stuff. So make it intentional. Yeah, it's, that's it's a good cool. thing to have rather than just treat it like a, a, a random piece of jewelry. Right. No, that's awesome. So I do what have a question. Say. Somebody's asking, what if you had surgery on your hand? Can that make a reading harder? It can. Um, it depends how it would affect it. I mean, if it's a massive scar cutting through all of your lines, uh, then that could obviously affect the interpretation of the lines. But it really depends. Okay. Um, for some people, it will just affect the flexibility and mobility in their hand. Um, and but again, that could actually aid the reading. Um, you know, we were talking about the more flexible the hand, the more open-minded someone is, but it's also how well you adapt to change. And obviously, if you've had surgery, uh, if you're maybe not feeling great, you're less inclined to change and so may have lost that flexibility with the okay. uh, surgery. I would say that most people are capable of getting a reading, though, even if they've had some kind of injury or surgery to the hand. I've only ever met one person who, I think we talked about this yeah. last time, I've met one person out of the thousands of hands that I, I've, I've seen. Uh, that I couldn't read and that's because of a very rare and extreme uh, condition that affected the hands. Cool. Um, I know what my, my husband was asking. So can you tell what sign or what sign like sun sign would be most compatible for someone by doing a palm reading? So like for me, if looking at my hands, could you tell what I would most get along with for a life partner? In terms of sun signs, no, because um, in whole sign astrology, we would never just go on the on the sun sign or the right. star sign. Um, also, in that in that context, I think it would be more about the the lines, yeah, um, because the the shape of the hand and the ruling planet is really just like your basic personality skills mm -hmm. and sometimes your physical body or well being. Mm -hmm. uh, but the lines in the hand are really all about your needs and who you are as a person. So when we're doing kind of combat, 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 why can I say it? Um, when we're kind of looking at two people's hands and trying to see if they're compatible in terms of a relationship, yeah. um, we would look at the heart line mainly, okay. uh, also the lines of affection, but really just thinking, I guess on an intuitive sense, like does this character match this character? Does it balance out? Uh, do they have the exact same lines? And so one's not kind of willing to bend to the other. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's a few things that you would look at in the hand but I don't I don't think it's ever a good idea for people to say um you know oh I'm a Taurus I could never be with a Scorpio right. like it's just not that simple uh in astrology or in or in palmistry I don't know how we make it work when my husband and I are literally the opposite like as far as bendability he can like go about this far like he's <laughs> uh on the not on the whole his he's a double Virgo but not with the whole sign or whatever that that way it's the other one that he he ran he did it real quick but um so he's like so so grounded he there's like no air in his like he's not he's very earthy he's uh you know 
he works with his hands. That's how he creates is he likes to work with his hands. He's a very man's man. Um, <laughs> I've changed, I, being with me has made him um, a little more flexible in the brain because I am who I am and I've gotten more grounded by being yeah. with him. But we're literally like just two separate, like I love like heavy metal. He loves country music. It's crazy. <laughs> But isn't that so great because, um, you know, differences kind of make you stronger in that sense. Absolutely. And like you're saying with that, you've got hyper flexibility in the hands, so extreme open mindedness Yes. Uh, to the point where that might actually make you a little bit vulnerable in some senses. Yeah. But if he is rigid, which maybe, you know, does mean a little bit more stubborn, but it's, it's it also makes him reliable in that yeah. sense. So there's security there that you've found. Yeah. Um, so even though there's such opposites there, it really brings it to a kind of middle ground and a, a balance. I've got somebody else asking, can you tell if someone is like a medium or gifted through the palm? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we would mainly look at the, the, I would say the headline and the heartline are important there because the headline is the way you think and the heartline is the way you feel. Okay. Uh, there's some other lines, for example, like I've got a girdle of Venus, which is like an empathy line. Uh, people who are kind of naturally gifted with psychic senses tend to have their headline sloping down towards this corner of the palm, which is called the Mount of the Moon. Mm -hmm. uh, and you yourself do have that kind of intuitive or creative curve with it as well. Um, the other thing to consider would be the condition of the heartline. If someone is very emotional, they're usually pretty psychic as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the other thing to consider would be their archetype. You know, if they were Jupiterian, if they had a big bent uh, Jupiter finger, the index finger, that's a lot of spirituality in someone's life. If their Mount of the Moon, the Mount of Luna, had uh, a lot of flesh around there or it had like a psychic blush where it looked like there was a lot of blood under there, we'd say there's a fire under that part of the brain. Hmm. Uh, so it can absolutely illuminate uh, psychic abilities and kind of like a natural gift for that. It's interesting as well, sometimes you will meet people who are really psychic on the inside uh, and kind of enjoyed that and lived that when they were younger, but at some point they chose a different life and they chose to be more practical uh, and it will look completely different in, in both hands. Uh, so it's important to distinguish, you know, how someone has lived their life and how they look to other people versus like who they are on the inside. So yeah, I would say so. The other thing to consider with uh, psychic senses is what do the fingertips look like? Because if someone has square fingertips, uh, they're usually more practical and the energies are kind of blocked off. The more tapered or pointed, and you know, I use that term loosely, it's not going to be like to a sharp point or anything. Mm -hmm. uh, but I always say the more witchy look in the fingers, the, probably, you know, that's in the personality. Because they are energy conductors, if it's tapered to a point, if it's round, it tends to be intuitive. If it's really quite pointed, that's that's what they would call like a psychic finger. Um, and again, you can find this different on each on each finger. Um, they might be kind of really practical and square in the way that they communicate, but their their spiritual finger might have a total uh, pointedness to it. <laughs> Weird. I do kind of have a square one on my ring finger, but this yeah, so, is very pointy. Yeah. So it's more, it's, yeah, that's quite different, quite dramatically different. Yeah. Uh, so you're more conic or rounded, even a little bit tapered on your Jupiter finger, the index, which yeah. is, uh, again, spirituality and expansion and stuff like that. 
But on your Apollo finger, uh, that one there, which is really, really square, it's it a good example. Crazy. I didn't notice it, but yeah, it's like a, it's like I'm missing part of my finger. Yeah, so that would be practical in terms of your uh, creative self-expression. So that is things like music, art, performance, but also romance, practicality mm -hmm. and romance. And obviously you chose a very earthy, practical person there. I did. Uh, so there's so many ways that you could interpret that. Um, but yeah, you can see any kind of personality traits in the hand and that that goes for intuition or psychic ability as well. Huh. I never thought about looking at the fingertips, like the shapes. And I'm like, yeah, um, so there's there's different ways that you can look at shapes. I'm commenting on the elements in your hand today, which I had a hard time saying earth or air. And it's because you're a total mix of both in your astrology. Um, certainly, you've got that square palm. But there's another uh, system called the archetypal system, mm -hmm. where it's seven mm -hmm. archetypes. And it's actually not the seven planets that we see in the hand. It's um, it's like a conic hand, a philosopher's hand, a psychic hand, a square hand, a spatula hand, elementary hand, uh, or a mixed hand, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and these are all different kinds of people, I guess you could say, kind of from like a psychological point of view, if you're not really big in elements. Uh, and that's a really common one that we see in the Western hand reading tradition. Uh, so you what can- What would mine be? Mixed. <laughs> I tend to find that most people are mixed and I do like to, I do prefer to go with the element system just because when I'm looking at an astrology chart, I think it makes more sense. Uh, but again, we've already defined with you, you've got a square on Apollo and a conic on Jupiter and yeah. uh, all that kind of stuff, you know? I would actually say just looking at your hand at a glance that it kind of looks conic just the shape of the whole hand, uh, yeah. which can be creative, artistic, intuitive kind of thing. But every one of your fingers is different because- It's so weird. I never noticed that before just today. They are all different. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, for me, it's um, I'm pretty rounded on all of them, mm -hmm. uh, but I also have a little bit of a square one on Apollo. And that's because I'm, uh, I don't have an artist line or anything. Uh, that's just because I'm really practical in terms of marketing uh, and selling personality and advertising and stuff like huh. that. Uh, practical and self-expression, it could be. Yeah. Very cool. I love all of this. I cannot wait. I ended up getting the book. It's not here yet, but the book that you had um, rec recommended. Um, I, so I put it in the, cause I know people have been asking, I did put it in the show notes for that episode, but I, and I posted it in, on Instagram too. Um, trying to think, does anybody have any other questions they want to ask while we're live? I will just say that, and I've actually got that book here just in case it came up and it is massive. Um, there's a lot, a lot of information in this book, but half of the stuff I've talked about is not going to be in the book. Uh, there's no section comparing natal charts. They don't, uh, weirdly enough, they don't mention the seven archetypal handshapes. Uh, they've, they've got a little section on the elemental handshapes. Um, and while you do have a lot in that book, it's not got everything. everything. It's a good place to start. <laughs> yeah, it's um, if you only wanted to buy one book, I would recommend that one. Okay. Um, however, I do recommend that you uh, practice yourself and make your own kind of discoveries with right. it, you know? Oh yeah, I'm gonna be like, making my husband show me his palms, show me his hands. <laughs> it's going to get tired of it. But I think it's very, very interesting. I'd never um, really thought about learning how. So I'm very excited. Art, have you thought about offering any more? Are you going to tossing around the idea of classes still? Yeah. So I think I'm going to do three classes in December. 
uh, and the rest will be kind of in the new year. And the reason that I'm kind of doing that is I want to get the, the basics of things like hand, I'll, I'll break it down into three classes. So the first class I'll kind of have on uh, things that you wouldn't normally think about, but that are really obvious and important. So the first class is going to be hand flexibility, temperature in the hand, texture, color, uh, all these kind of obvious things that people think, well, you're not going to get much from that, but actually you get a lot from it. Uh, the second class, I'll probably go into hand shapes and finger shapes. So that will cover the element system. It will also cover the archetype system uh, and different kind of uh, finger shapes, I guess. I'm going to be doing the lines one line a class just because there's a there's a lot of different things you can uh, do with that there. Uh, but in terms of December, I'm going to cover uh, hand flexibility, temperature, texture, the shapes. And then in the third one, I'll do the planets in the hand. Huh. Uh, it's important to make a mention uh, in palmistry and the kind that I do, there are more modern systems that kind of do all the planets in the hand. We go by seven. Uh, and the reason we go by seven is because it's the seven planets that are closest to us. We tend to leave out Uranus, Pluto, and Neptune because they're so far away. And in astrology, they do think of those as more like generational planets because they kind of change generation to generation. Mm -hmm. But the, uh, the seven main planets are classic planets that we also find in Greek, uh, Greek mythology and the old Greek religion. Uh, they tend to affect us more on a personal level, and it shows up in the hand uh, a lot more. Okay. Uh, you might find this is just a random example, but you might find that someone is Scorpio and you're like, well, I don't, how do I see that in the hand? Well, they might have that water hand shape. Uh, they might also have Mars in the hand because Mars, before we knew about those other planets, used to be ruled by Scorpio. Hmm. Uh, and I do see the ancient rulers of these planets. I, I do think that planets are co-ruled. I, I do think that there is usually at least two to a planet. Mm -hmm. um, my mum, for example, she's an Aquarius and she is Saturnian in palmistry and Aquarius, although thought to be ruled by Uranus today, uh, its ancient ruler was Saturn, uh, but she's also a Capricorn moon, so that could be why. Uh, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be doing classes. I'm still writing them right now. It's probably not going to be, uh, don't have the exact dates, but sometime probably after the 5th of December, I'll squeeze in a few week by week before Christmas. And then come January, we'll do like a class on the lifeline, healthline, a class on the headline, uh, and a class on all the minor lines as well. Not exactly sure how many there's going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not going to cost a lot. You know, classes will probably last up to an hour. Uh, I'll probably just do £10 for a class, and I'll have like a bulk deal with if someone wants to do all of them. Uh, you know, if there's any kind of missed classes, we can, we can kind of work something out. Um, but I'm still writing, which is why I haven't set a date. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I know I've got, I'm interested in them and I'm having people text on here that they're, they're definitely interested in taking them too. Yeah. I think I've, been, I've had people ask for such a long time, but I've just never thought about uh, how I could go about it yeah. um, because I will need to be sending out some visual aids as well when it comes to the lines mm -hmm. uh, and also just for like basic hand shapes and stuff. I mean, things when I'm talking about texture, Mm -hmm. uh, flexibility, temperature, that's all very easily done, but I, I will be sending out some examples, uh, probably an email as pictures that you can kind of look before, during, or after the class. Nice. Uh, and then I'll just kind of talk about different interpretations there. And also just advice, yeah. advice that you should maybe have as a palm reader, right. uh, because it's great to have the practical information, but until, until you've got experience, I think there's always going to be things that crop up that you, yeah. that, you know, maybe would catch you off guard in a sense. 
Uh, and as a palm reader, you're not trying to get everything right. You're just trying to, you know, say what you see really and see how it can help someone. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I cannot wait. I, oh, I know what I was going to ask. So you, I know you mentioned um, temperature. So my hands split like this. These two are cold all the time, or no. These two are cold all the time and these are not. It's weird. Like, does that have anything like these are always different than these on both hands. Which ones are cold? These ones. <laughs> okay. Um, it kind of makes sense for Saturn to be a little cold because Saturn is not known as a warm planet. Um, I'm not quite, I mean, I mean, it is kind of like the coldest planet that you get in the hand, actually. I'll maybe just look out your chart because I'm not sure what Jupiter is, but something that you have to, there's, there's two realms of thought with the temperature in the hand. Uh, one is kind of like surrounding your blood flow. Mm -hmm. uh, it mm -hmm. could just be that naturally blood is not getting to those fingers. And that often happens because fingers, I mean, the palm is getting blood all the time from the wrist mm -hmm. is constantly being moved there by the heart, but the fingers, they tend to lack a little bit, unless you're really working them and being super dexterous and annoying all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, it might just be that there's a kind of lack of blood flow to them. It might also just be because that's where you lack energy. And we've already talked about you are mercurial. <laughs> you're ruled by Mercury, so you should have some heat there. And you've also got a line of Apollo or a success line, which again is the creativity one. Um, you know, Jupiter and Saturn are not your, they don't play a big part in your hand. Uh, I mean, we mentioned your Saturn line, but we didn't really talk about Jupiter for you because it's not super apparent. Uh, and again, your Saturn line is half missing. <laughs> yes. So I would say that your, your kind of first ruling planet is Mercury. Second uh, would be Venus. Third would probably be Apollo, um, just because you've got that Apollo line, but you don't you don't have the signature Apollo uh, kind of traits, if you like, in the, that we see in the hand. Sometimes people will have one ruling planet in the hand. I've also seen very rarely people will have a lot of them, like nearly oh. all. Uh, usually people are going to have two or three. And we kind of mix the meanings with them. You know, these these kind of elements are blended. Okay. Very cool. Because I've been yeah. to the doctor over this. Like my chiropractor's like, oh, it's got to be a, a pinch something. And that never, you know, he could never fix it. And um, I had to go in for some uh, images for my heart. And while they were here, while I was there, they're like, well, let's look at your spine and see if anything's, there's nothing wrong. Like they can't find anything wrong with my circulation. Cause that's what we thought, but it's just always that way. And that way since well, I mean, it's, it's good that there's nothing wrong with the circulation. Again, it's probably just because energy is not flowing as much to those fingers. Yeah. Because uh, you're you're kind of dealing with the other ones a lot, you know. Cool. Yeah. It's so weird. unless it's causing a problem, no. don't worry about it. I mean, the only time that we really worry about circulation in the hands is when it's changing color. Um, you know, it's fair enough to have cold hands, but if your fingers are literally turning purple, uh, you know, that can alert you to some serious problems. So it, it should be monitored, uh, but don't freak out about it. Yeah, I, yeah, we went, I've been to the doctor. They're like, there's nothing wrong with them. There just is the way it is what it is. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I wondered if it was because of something like that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. My doctor will love hearing that next time I go in for a checkup. Like I figured out why. <laughs> you know what's so interesting as well? Doctors a hundred years ago were very interested in palmistry. Um, 
And, you know, I'm sure a lot of them will, will still say that nails are kind of the window to health. You can see if someone's got um, serious lung disease in the nails because they get like a bronchial roll where their, their nail kind of becomes bulbous. Usually it's a problem in the chest. Uh, but again, also flitting on the nails, it's just a weakened nervous system. That's why you see it on old people. Yeah. Uh, but certainly a hundred years ago, there are a lot of doctors writing books on palmistry and they usually write it from a psychological and medical perspective. They're not saying, you know, they're not, they're not telling you when you're going to meet your love of your life or <laughs> what your vocation is going to be, what your career is or how many kids you're going to have. They are talking about like, this is the mental health of a person and the physical well-being of a person. Uh, and it seems to die, it seems to have died out of favor. Um, a little bit. I mean, obviously not for palm readers and hand analysis and chirologists, uh, but in terms of medical doctors, they don't look at it as much anymore. And I kind of wish they would at least consider some things in the hand. Uh, they don't have to read the lines, uh, but they could read some normal signs of, you know, color, texture, temperature, the condition of the nails. It's going to tell them a lot. Like my naturopath will look at my nails. Nice. She does. She'll look at, she'll say, let me see your nails. <laughs> but she will look and I knew that there was something she never tells me what she's looking for but she's like okay you're fine or she'll prescribe me a vitamin or whatever based on my nails yeah vitamins are good for nails yes <laughs> so well let me make sure nobody else has any questions I'm watching the um y'all got any more questions for him all questions will also be answered um during classes I am going to leave like a little a little bit at the end, because once I've explained everything, I, you know, I kind of explain the basic structures of everything, um, but there's always questions that arrive, uh, arise off of that. Okay. Um, so there will be time, you know, if anyone is taking classes or even if someone comes, uh, has a palm reading, you know, if, uh, I, I always say that palm reading is kind of like a general life reading. Yeah. Uh, it's not great for you to say, you know, this specific situation, like what's the outcome? Like yeah. maybe we would do a tarot or something. Yeah. Um, but I'm always welcome at people's questions about their hands uh, if I've given them uh, a palm reading or examination. Cool. As well. So, are you going to do this via Zoom or your Facebook group or page? How do you How are you going to do class? Do you know? I was thinking Zoom. Yeah, okay. um, I'm getting to grabs with Zoom, so it's probably <laughs> it's probably best like that. Yeah. Okay. And I'm probably going to experiment with different formats in the future. If people don't want to make it for Zoom, I probably will have a recorded version uh you know to kind of email out to people at some point yeah. uh, but zoom seems to be the best option because it is it is interactive and it seems mm -hmm. to be pretty connective you can just like a tidbit you can record and then post the video and everything on youtube and have that a private yeah. link for people just so you know yeah. so that you don't have to waste like you can use one recording for you know different um platforms that's what i want to say yeah. multitask <laughs> it's it's handy yeah for me for making a fun about it um it's good well thank you i'm gonna make i'm gonna if they don't have more questions i'm gonna stop the recording sure i'd like to take time just just one more time <laughs> to express my gratitude for um the palm reading the hand reading that calem uh did it was amazing it was a once in a lifetime experience for me i'd never had anything like that um done and it was absolutely fascinating and i enjoyed every minute of it um i also want to thank him for doing that live <laughs> in the ww coven and answering their questions as we went it was really really fun and everybody really really liked it and are so excited for the classes <laughs> i'm going to say the classes one more time so the classes 
are going to be from December 6th through January 17th, uh, and they are all on Sundays, um, and they're going to be, I think the time is going to be 7 p.m. his time, so you'll have to, like, do a little bit of of converting of time zones, I believe that's like, so it's, I think that's 12 my time and I'm, um, 12 like noon uh, and I'm mountain or, uh, yeah, I'm mountain time. Jesus. Anywho. <laughs> so check out those classes, go to a fortune by Calum. That's on both uh, Facebook and Instagram. I will have all the contact information though in our podcast groups and in the coven and in the show notes if you are not a member of any of those things. <laughs> and if you're not, check them out. <laughs> we have a free uh, witchy Facebook group um, that is called Witchy Woman Friends. Go over, um, ask to join. You just have to answer a couple questions. And then it is a closed group. So you can post whatever you want in there. Your friends aren't going to see if you're out of, if you're not out of the broom closet yet. And it's a really great supportive community. And I appreciate everybody that takes part and is a member of that group. And if you'd like to join the coven and get exclusive content, uh, weekly prayer circles and re- uh, readings, we also do a new thing called witchcrafting. And basically I teach some kind of craft that I do like an oil blend or a candle or whatever. So um, if you want to join, go to my website, Witchy Woman Podcast, and click on Join the Coven. You can also um, just PM me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever um, at Witchy Woman Podcast in order to, um, I'll just send you the link if that's what you want. I'm also in TikTok now. It's really different. (laughs) I'm learning, (laughs) but I'm also on TikTok if you want to head over and give me a little love over there too. All right. Thank you for listening. And until next time, stay witchy. Bye-bye.